And hello, everybody. Welcome. Uh, how is it? We have not been live for three. Oh, it's it's saying that the podcast started three minutes ago. Welcome to episode twenty nine of the Doctrines of Rad. I'm Drew. This is Logan. Um, his screen <laughs> looks. Did you sneeze? Oh, no. Did you sneeze on your screen? It looks like a <laughs> dude. It's. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, do you have any screen clean? Don't lick it, bro. Please don't do it. Hey, that saliva is boss. That little eh, bro, if I'm not, I cannot be the only person that <clears throat> wants to feel sick now because of watching you lick your finger and then touch the camera on the this YouTube side of things, by the way. If you only knew how many roofs this pinky has touched today. Oh, bro. Can we not talk about that? <laughs> Yuck. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, yeah. so I, I I, have to... I've always thought the whole shadow banning on TikTok was a lie. Like, I always really? thought, like, ah, yeah. Yeah, I always thought, like, people were just like, ah, oh, shadow banned. And it's like, give me attention. Now it's... It's real. So I think I have a... It really I've been real. I've been hearing some theories uh, regarding TikToks and like the ones that kind of blow up and get popular and they seemingly seem to gather, you know, 20 to 30,000 followers and they kind of cap out. Yeah. So there's this, um, I don't know if it's a theory going around or there's a conversation that people were having uh, about it on TikTok. And they were saying that they, uh, they intentionally after, after they know that they've got you in kind of like you're creating content, you're on the app quite a bit. They begin to slow down. The, they don't heat your content anymore. And that's what they're doing on YouTube. And they've been discussing this on YouTube is that um, popular YouTubers get popular because YouTube decides who becomes the spokesperson for the brand of YouTube. So for a long time, hmm. it was PewDiePie and then Mr. Beast. And, and the reason that Mr. Beast got so popular is because YouTube saw him as a philanthropist, as a, as a good um a good representation of YouTube as a company. And so they started to heat his videos. So they heat these videos, basically giving, they push them out to a wider audience. So you are guaranteed to have it in your recommended bar, uh, in your, you know, in your face uh, as a suggested video or suggested content. And so that's how Mr. Beast gets so many followers. He's good for the brand. He brings people to YouTube. They profit from him being on the platform. So they promote his videos in order to profit from that. And TikTok does the same kind of thing when it comes to who the people are for their brand. So they they heat the videos. They they popularize the videos that they want. And so the dancing videos are always, you know, they typically are very popular. A lot, a lot of, you know, um, more, you know, not suggestive, not explicit stuff, but suggestive stuff is popularized uh, because they want to draw people to the app for those things and those reasons. And so videos like this, you know, you get a good push at the beginning. It gets you hooked to the app. You got a lot of followers and TikTok recognizes you're making content. So you get a lot of followers. They push people to you until they know to whatever certain point, And then they, they stop doing that because now they've already got you on the app. You're on the app, bro. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like capitalism in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty much. So. Interesting. Yeah. So, so they don't get care. Me, get me addicted. Yeah, 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 not at all. 
No. They want you to stay on the app as long as possible. So they get you hooked. Once you're hooked and you've established an audience, you feel obligated to go make videos for that audience. And so now you're on the app to use it, which will draw some people in to you, but they'll base, they'll adjust the algorithm. So mm. if depending on the type of content that you are connected with mm. and the type of conversations that they're having as well, um, because they have to figure out, TikTok has to figure out how to promote your stuff. And so they, they promote your stuff by submitting things that are similar, like things that you, they know that you like, like, I like woodworking or whatever, right? So I like woodworking and I'm doing this wood, woodworking videos. Well, they see that I also follow musicians. So now they know to give me, you know, woodworking. And then they look at everybody who else likes woodworking videos and musician videos at the same time. What other content do they like? Oh, they like clowns. Maybe this guy likes clowns. So they start to promote clowns to me. So now I'm like, oh yeah, I like clowns. I'm interested in this. I'm going to stay on a little bit longer. And so, so, so Drew liked clowns, woodworking, and Christian content. Yeah. Who else in the world of TikTok liked clowns, woodworking, and Christian content? Obviously you liked something that, that I liked because it connected me with you and it got us. Yeah, it did. And it was the greatest life. thing to ever yeah. happen. It is. It's, yeah, it, if the Bible were it. written today, it, this would be recorded in in that Bible. I mean, who's to say this isn't scripture right now? Yeah, who's to say? You know, you can make up whatever you want and put it on TikTok. You'll get you'll gain a massive following. You know, that's the reason that guys like Wade and guys like the other people that do the stuff that they do have so many followers mm. is because they create controversy and division, and that's mm. that's that's astounding to our senses it, it feeds our Preach. flesh we feel we feel real good about i love it, it you when know? my ears are tickled yeah like aliens they, how do you feel about aliens they want to see you argue though too how do i personally feel about aliens you think there's aliens i think there's demons you don't think aliens though um i think that they could be angels if there if there are other beings that are visiting that could it just could be apparitions of <laughs> angels appearances of angels I was telling my coworker, like, so we drive around a lot, right? That's like our job is to drive from one, you know, lead to another. Um, so we, we just sit in a car all day. <laughs> very, very much believes in aliens. And I'm like, no, but you're also you a Christian, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so what, what, here, here's the problem, right? Is there a Jesus on their planet? Did our Jesus die for them as well? If they have a sense of morality, do they not have a sense of morality and they're just animals? Right. Like the, the whole system of an alien falls apart. Either religion goes out the window or sure there are no aliens. It, it, they don't work together. Or do they get their own Bible? Did God create an atonement process for them that is separate from ours? Well, it all it all has to mm-hmm. it all oh. depends upon the characteristics of like, what are they claiming? Are they claiming to be beings from a planet we haven't discovered yet? Are we, are they claiming to, you know, what, what are they bringing? What message do they bring from their, you know, experience or whatever? So, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think, it, I, I think it's angels and demons. <laughs> that makes the most sense. <laughs> but if there's an absolute moral truth, then it's consistent from this planet. Well, then, the yeah, then they, then they know right. about Jesus too. Could you imagine a group, a, a race of, of extra planetary beings that, are similar to humans, but they show up and they share the exact same gospel with the exact same knowledge of scripture that we have. Like, could you, I mean, that would be fascinating. That would be good. Um, sounds Mormon, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Am I, am 
Is that so funny? Oh, bro. It's that is so morbid, though. It's so it's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't put the connection together though until you said it. Yeah. That was a very Mormon idea. Yeah. It's like Star Wars with the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Jesus in space. Jedi. Yeah. Oh man. Gosh. Execute order six six six. Okay, six six six. That's good. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, man. Hey, what's up, Erica? God didn't create us to have union uh, with him and need to create others. He didn't create us to have union with him and need to create us. Oh, I think she's saying that there was no need for God to create other beings outside of this world. I mean, he, he created the, the angels. You know, like, like that is a natural, race of beings. In the natural. In the sure. natural. Sure, yeah. but but we but we don't really know, do we? I mean, true, right? So um, we don't. Uh, the, the chief end of man is to glorify God, right? That's uh, our job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if aliens come, they're going to hear about Jesus. Technically, the, the aliens are would be similar to the same way animal like lions, tigers, bears, right? But anthropomorphic, sure. where they have human intelligences and capabilities i guess um yeah just like a race of like space dogs shows up to, <laughs> to with thumbs, they just got thumbs, with yeah, thumbs. that's it they still don't speak but they <laughs> arrive in some sort of a vehicle hey do you, do you know why um when birds like flock in a v you know why there's like more birds on one side than the other side of the v didn't, didn't you just make a tiktok about this oh you saw it darn hmm <laughs> And it did. I thought it was going to tell me. I just scrolled past it. I didn't actually. Oh, <laughs> best friend. This is my best friend, guys. Best this is my best friend forever. Yeah. This is what I call when I have problems. Right here. Yeah. That's it. I love it. I'm going to lead him in the right direction. <laughs> so, um, so I've been I've been really uh, really uninterested in making TikToks lately. It's been really hard to uh to find the drive you and me both it. bro yeah yeah like Especially i mean I'm shadow band well yeah i mean that does not help. even shadow band it's I'm discouraging banned. sure <laughs> but do you find like is it are you just busy outside like in in your real life are you busy is, is that the reason or is it just uh is it things about tiktok uh it, it's a both and but more so um I, 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 oh, well, let's, let's go ahead and cycle it down this real quick. <laughs> yes, I am busy. Our, our town got hit with a tornado that destroyed yeah. uh, three different neighborhoods. Um, so I am, I am busy helping these people, um, my community. I'm going to run for mayor. It's going to happen. Uh, that's awesome. Um, Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I am upset with TikTok. I think, I think TikTok is trash. Yeah. Seriously, I think uh, the people that control it uh, and decide what videos, uh, what guidelines, community guidelines, which are extremely vague, um, and mm -hmm. how they ad administer their their power uh, needs to be regulated. Um, and then, honestly, I I don't have as much fun as I did when when quarantine came out, yeah, you know? mm. or when quarantine was happening. I was having TikToks were a lot more fun back then. Now they're 
I don't know if I'm on the wrong side of TikTok or maybe start over. Maybe just start a whole new account and just mm. start it over. Build your algorithm from the jump. No, from the you gotta, you gotta, I, you literally have to like, I, it, I just finally started getting this algorithm back under control. Cause I'll, when it, when I came back to this account, it just reset everything and it's just butts oh. dancing in butts constantly. So finally I started like, you know, finding friends from the old account, liking, going to certain videos. Like I went to John, the messenger liked videos, Blake's yeah. videos found Alexis found like pulled you back in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I appreciate so, that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I, well, I think Dr. Rad was already linked with this one. Um, oh, it might've been, I may have followed it. Cause I think when I started this account, I went to go search and I probably put in Logan Burns and it probably showed up as both, both of your accounts. Um, so dude, it's just, you know, like, is the is the the allure of the TikTok relationship over? You think? I feel I feel like the I feel like it's on its last leg for me. Like I, I'm starting to feel like I don't really care much about. Like there, I, I'm finding there are better uses of my time, and I'm not enjoying mm. my time on TikTok as much mm. as I did. Uh, and I, I'll still find myself mindlessly scrolling, and I'll still you know have to snap out of it and be like, stop, stop this, go get some work done. Like yeah. I, I try to make it a point, not even to get on TikTok until we've done devotion at home before the school day starts. Wow. I love that. Because I, once I get, once I get started on it with the day, even to check messages, once I get started, it's, I just, I get sucked right back into it. And then I, I look at the end of the day, I'm like, thanks Paul. You know, what did I, what did I necessarily, uh, gain from all of that you know mm. so um i don't know i think it's for me the the allure of social media is beginning to kind of die off i i just like when i left facebook which was one of the best things that i've ever done um that that was the beginning of the process of realizing like i was so narcissistically involved in facebook and social media like i i just i had a name for myself i i was absolutely putting on, you know, whatever on display that I wanted other people to think about me, right? you know, posting um, reformed memes and posting some controversial opinions uh, a few times, but uh, well, for, for a while I did, but <clears throat> it was really like this big show of look at me, follow me, you know, like my content, agree with me. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, it just, I'm glad that part of me has died. I feel like I started to try to do that stuff on TikTok too, which, you know, when my other account got big, um, I could feel it creeping in again where I was making it about me. I was trying to like put on a persona to be a certain kind of way. And um, mm -hmm. I just found that I didn't enjoy it as much. And 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 I, I was enjoying the Christian content and Christian engagement till recently when I feel like, I'm tired of the same old stuff, man. Like it's the same old stupid opinions. It's the same old like hot takes that are terrible. You know, like I do enjoy, like I enjoy watching sermon clips and stuff. I like enjoy like actually watching people that I enjoy to hear preach. So there is some value because I can, I can watch a Vody or a Paul Washer or a, uh, you know, um, any, you know, Jeff Durbin video or something. And I'm like, that was good. You know, that, that was a nice little reminder of, of Christ and the word and, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but 
you know, then I then I scroll on rando Christian number five that's, you know, speaking some kind of ridiculous blasphemy, you know, or making just insane statements or or trying to lump political things with the Bible and like try to find these connections and Donald Trump and, you know, the revelation. And it's just like, dude, it's so stupid. Like it makes me it makes me kind of hate the world. Yeah. And I don't think that as a Christian, I should have that viewpoint. I don't think that I should hate the world. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Right. Like sometimes you look at a person, you're like, well, maybe Jesus doesn't love all the little children. <laughs> like, have you ever met somebody? And you're just, Maybe the children, but not not definitely when they're the a-hole adults. <laughs> I met this dude. Like, he, he spoke worse than Boomhauer, and I could not understand a word he was saying. I think it eventually led to, like, get off my lawn kind of thing. Uh, I was just like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Uh, but, yeah, man, I get it. Like, people are frustrating, right? Like, people are always going to get under your skin. Um, no one's perfect, but... Yeah, you get you get to a point where your your annoyance level outgrows your your desire but, to go but to. But shouldn't them. I experience that like face to face with somebody that I'm like living close to? Like, shouldn't I Versus experience TikTok? Yeah, like shouldn't I experience the turmoil of like a face to face conflict versus listening to some idiot that I'll never meet talking <laughs> about something that I'll, I don't agree with? Like, that person doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter when they have an opinion over there about the, some crazy thing. Like they're not here in the body that God has caused me to join to be a collective functioning member of that body. And so why do I care that Joe Schmo from South Dakota that speaks blasphemies does those things? Cause you love the truth. I do, but where am I putting my effort? So there, there's something to be said about the reality of the metaverse or social media, right? That what we're doing right now, um, and and it's it's tangible in a lot of different ways, yeah. Right. So, for example, uh, you see a lot of people talk a lot of crap via social media, either in the comments or even in TikTok lives. Uh, but I assure you, none of those people that have actually disrespected me on TikTok lives would do that to my face, right? Right, like in person. Right. There's no anonymity it, 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 in real life. Yeah, there, there's there's a change uh, of respect. There's a change of behavior. Uh, there's immediate threat, um, right? Sure. Um, so people act differently in person than they would online. Um, yeah. And it also shows that we also are going to respond differently than we would online or than in real life. Because um, you probably, for yeah. Joe Schmo in South Dakota who's speaking blasphemies, probably be it a little bit more kind and generous and having an actual discussion with them in person because you can right. versus right. where you can just call each other heretics. And that was absolutely conversation. Get into um, this endless debate back and forth as your followers fight each other in the comments. <laughs> and that's another thing that actually I, I stopped doing response videos to is because people who, um, and yes. who meant well, um, and I appreciate them for it who like had my back would actually go and, you know, yell at, yell at these people, um, on my behalf, even though I haven't asked them to do right. so. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I've actually had that, you know, a particular community in this world do those same things to me. Right. Yeah. I remember. I yeah. remember some of those videos. 
Um, but you know, man, I don't think we should be built. We should be building any type of foundation on controversy and correct. Um, and I think that includes social media. So, well, except Christian, one, yeah, I would say except one controversy, which is the, the gospel would be the most well, controversial yeah. thing I under, I know to, to be. Absolutely. But right. But I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. But mo- 99.9% of the TikTok controversy is not about the gospel. It's a, it's about either, you know, secondary issues or completely blasphemous issues, you know, of course, but the controversies, <clears throat> if we actually all just focused on the gospel, yeah. we, would nev- we would never know what the differences were between our theologies or whatever. <clears throat> I mean, if we were all just out here preaching, hey, look, people need to be saved, man. Like, you owe a debt to God for your sin. You need to be saved. That's right. You know, and somebody has to pay that debt. Now, either it can be you or Jesus, but that's the truth. And and I have to tell you this so that you know that uh, that there is going to be a coming judgment where that payment will be collected. And so start from there. And if everybody were saying that and not saying, you know, oh, the rapture or oh, this or that, it's like we would never know. We would all be just lovingly be like, man, that's my Christian brother because all he does is talk about the gospel. All he does is proclaim that Jesus saves and he's he is God and he's to be worshipped. And man, I just how who who will who will lead the way in that? You know, how many of us are willing to put our own controversies aside and our own pride aside and and stop um, stop calling people out? You know, stop getting into these petty like TikTok is real life arguments like you're having a fight in high school. Like who's going to lead the charge as Christians so that we we just go to proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ? You know, I hope I hope someone soon does. I hope someone of notoriety can do it or it can be effective or influential. But I hope someone does that inspires. All right, I'll do it. (laughs) You said you asked. <laughs> What's up, Jason? Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, uh, I just think it's all, it's all silly, man. It's all vanity. I love, I just read Ecclesiastes recently and I'm, I'm definitely in a, in a Solomon season. I'm in, I'm in a season of like, Wisdom. it's all, it's all vain. It's yeah. all vanity. It's all emptiness. It's all nothing. It's all worthless you know, and, and I'm starting to see a lot of that. And so, um, and I'm seeing, you know, the, 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 the man is, is destined to work until he dies. You know, I see that in a, in a way that makes sense to me and I I see it in culture and in society and, um, and the things that we pursue, man, our pursuits are so empty. I mean, gosh, I've been looking at them and I've been like really pondering some of the things that people we we had this actually we talked about this a little bit in youth group. What is the world? What does the world consider worthy, you know, and valuable? And then we discussed the difference between what it means to be a friend of the world and have enmity with God. Mm. What that means, you know, what does it mean to be a friend to be a friend of the world is had enmity with God. That's James four five. Um and so we talked about that, you know, it's, it is pursuing the things that the world values, whether it's money, um, whether it's uh, notoriety, popularity, um, control, power, um, we have to stop pursuing those things that, and that includes our TikToks, 
yep. and, and our building of following or building a brand. Yep. Like, bro, like it's so silly, dude. Like it's so silly. The guys like Jonah Wiley are silly. Like he's building a brand based off of him and, and catchy videos while he could be proclaiming the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like, so what, what is he that, pursuing? Jonah Wiley is the same Jonah we've had conversations with. Yeah. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure that. that yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, that's the guy that we've talked to yeah, before. Sorry, actually had, good. actually had conversations with, and yeah. you know, um, again, you know, I just read also in Titus, you know, not to call men evil. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to let God figure that out, but I do disagree strongly with a lot of the ways that people do things in Christ, uh, proclaiming Christ. And um, I think a lot of Christians need a, a check on their pride. They're not, you're not that great. You're not, we're not that great. You think you're a great Bible teacher, pastor, teacher, preacher. You're not that great. I'm not that great. And uh, the world doesn't revolve around me, and I'm not the world. I'm not the main character of this story. God is the main character, so I'm, you know, I'm tired of pursuing this being this main character role in life. It's it's so it's so exhausting, you know. So what what brought you here? Like, what in Ecclesiastes is just the simple fact that uh, everything all is of it like <laughs> circular and pointless in the sense that. Yeah, and not like all hopeless. Is repetitive. Yeah, yeah. Don't well, point, pointless hopeless. in the sense that it's all vain. It's all yeah. a waste of time. Because that's what he's coming to the conclusion of. Yeah, like, he's done everything. At us, that 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 everything, like literally everything tangible that he could have put his hands on, yeah, or could have like anything he wanted, he could have. And yeah, when he had it, it was. And he could vain. learn it, and he could experience it. Like he he says at the beginning that he set himself to be one who has experienced everything so he can tell about it. Like he just, I get the feeling that he like thinks in his head, I'm going to, I'm going to go do everything that the world offers and, and so that I can write about it. And so I can experience it to tell you what the truth is in it. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think he, he makes a good point at the end where he really talks about, the, be- the most joy, the most peace is in loving God. And that th- he's, that's the only thing that, that, that brought him peace and satisfaction. I'm par- totally paraphrasing, but it really boiled down to serving the Lord. Every, yeah. After experiencing everything that the world had to offer and more than any of us will ever even get a chance to experience, you know, Aside from like, you know, he didn't get to see helicopters and airplanes that probably would have been pretty cool for him, uh, <laughs> but, and cars, you know, but like all, but all he, the, he, the world is still reckon- offering the same things. Like nothing is new. Right. So the, there's a desire within all of us for something absolute. And what we see is that, that that's not tangible through things in the world because there is nothing absolute. Right. Right. Um, so everything is just dust in the wind. Yes. So, yeah. But it doesn't mean you become a pessimist. No. No, I'm very hopeful for the future, man. My hope is in Christ, and I'm very excited for it. You I think just, Jesus come back? I don't think it's going to happen Soon? in my lifetime. 100 years? 
Probably not, dude. Two hundred. I think I think we might have another couple thousand years of the Earth left. Could yeah. be. There's a theory that the the time frame before Christ is the time frame after Christ, mm. which would make sense. You put Christ in the center. Yeah, and God's pretty itself. complete in those things too. Yeah. So I like it. Mm-hmm. Still on this journey for soul sleep. Still kind of leaning more towards soul sleep. If I'm if I close my eyes on earth and I open my eyes before the Lord, I, I don't care how long that time it passes. doesn't matter to me. Correct. Yeah. Who cares? One way or the other to be absent from the body is to be present with God. And I'm excited. I, I do believe that we will be greeted by the Lord and, and a host of awesome people and creation, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited for that dude. <laughs> I I am so excited for it. I am my body is groaning. It's ready to go. Like not that I don't have joy here. That's not the case at all. I I feel very blessed every day I wake up. I feel very grateful to be alive and to have a family and and people that I can care for and love. Yeah. But man, if if this is a, a preview knowing what we can know right now about God and how amazing that is. If this is just a preview, man, I'm ready for the trailer to be over. Like, bring me Lord, like <laughs> bring me home. Yeah. It's because there, we, I have something to do there too. And it's like, yeah. my heart longs for it. Real talk. You think we'll run a podcast in heaven? I think God has given us all gifts that will be used for eternity. And the things that we are that we do matter. I'm gonna hold you to that. So when we're in heaven, I'll be like, "Hey, Drew, we gotta continue our podcast." <laughs> I I can I can see I can see that being, I you know my hope my hope is that I can learn more music and understand music more because, like, mm. I love I love making music. I I've I've written music and recorded music and everything over the over the past. Um, but I have so many things in, in me that I, I can't produce because I just don't have the talent, but it's like, I have the, the understanding of, of, of music. And, uh, I feel like I've been able to like analyze music my whole life and, um, and really appreciate it in a way that is like, man, God, like, this is amazing that this, this thing can exist you know, something that sounds beautiful, that evokes emotion, that is a sound that my ears hear, that send brain, you know, signals to my brain. You know, it's like God created me specifically like that. And it's it's like, what did you do that for, God? Is it so that I could just appreciate your creation? Or is this so that not only can I appreciate it, but learn from it and utilize it in, in eternity as well? I've been thinking a lot about eternity, bro. Like I've been thinking a lot about heaven. Mm. It's been, it's been on my heart a lot. It's, I yeah. feel like God has given me some, some dreams, um, and just some, some thoughts to process. Like I've been really going down this idea of being, of reigning with Christ, of, of judging angels, of, um, having dominion and, and having, uh, like, you know, some sort of, of, of governance position, with whatever God has us to do, 
Um, it's really just been kind of crazy to think like I made the point earlier. I was live earlier and I said, um, I said, uh, I think that like I'm starting to realize the things that we go through on earth, uh, the good things and the bad things are all for the purpose of what we'll do in eternity. Correct. And whether it's consoling or not consoling, counseling or, or teaching on something or um, sharing in this experience or in some way or because, you know, I think we're going to talk to each other in heaven. I think we're going to know each other in heaven. We're going to have conversations. We're going to learn. There's going to be never ending stories of people that have existed in centuries long before and long after us. So it's going to be like we're going to be constantly learning about what what happened on earth what was God's plan here and what did people go through? It's like, so we all are experiencing these things in order to boast of God's glory to others when we share those experiences here and in heaven. Yeah. So Christ clearly says that people will come from all over to dine at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Yeah. Obviously to learn and to uh, understand, right? So we're coming to just eat with them. There's, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about that, right? Um, was it Andy or Randy Al, uh, Acorn? Uh, Alcorn. Uh, Alcorn. Yeah, his book, Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It's deep, right? It really shows like, yeah, you will work in heaven, right? The same way we worked in the garden. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing is like, it's going to be the perfect work, though. And I think it's everything that we're, learning here will be towards that perfect work because it's all like, this is like a training scenario. This is a, the, it's a sanctification studio We're we're being refined while we're here. We're experiencing good, bad. We, we have to experience death. We have to experience mm. loss and tragedy. We have to know and understand those things um, because there'll, I mean, there'll be a reason. There'll be a reason that we, as the people that lived on earth, in the time from its creation to its end, we, those people, will have something to share about the mag the magnificence and the glory of God. I don't know who we're going to share it with. I wonder. I wonder whether we'll share what's whether we just share it with each other, which I think obviously I think is the most logical. Do we share it with angels? Do we share these experiences with with these other created beings that God has made? Like, what is that going to be? So I don't know. I think it'll, I mean, what if, what if God is, is in his amazing plan of history? What if earth and its experience, now this is going to sound crazy. So please, this is not doctrinal. This is just fantasy. Okay. But what if God in his majesty is, has this, this part of his story here on earth from the, its creation to its end with Jesus as the Savior. Um, and I'm not saying a different Jesus. I'm just saying, just saying that um, what if there is a new creation born that is not sinful and has no sin nature anymore, and we are the ones, because of our experience on earth, having lived in the former realm of sin and death and being saved, what if we are we we become some sort of governance over this other creation? 
I'm not saying it's hu- going to be humans again or anything like that, but I mean, how I know it's a little bit Mormon. crazy to think about. <laughs> Stop saying it's Mormon, bro. I'm not. <laughs> Dude, just, just tell me what you think about that in, in, in a logical sense without it being about Mormonism. <laughs> so let me get the premise correctly. We have passed through. And now we are essentially how the angels now govern, we're governing. Yeah, I'm just saying what if. I don't have any okay. biblical, I have no biblical anything to back that up. This is just me fantasizing about what God could have planned for the future. Mm. I have no idea if it's true or not. It's just it's just a, a what if. No. I don't know. Why? Why no? Like, do you have a good reason to think like why that that would be a solid no? There, the same way that same way that there's, uh, this is just me, right? Like, I, yeah. I mean, obviously we're speculating. Um, yeah. The same way there is cherubim, right? There are angels that circle the throne of God, and they still, after six, seven thousand years, have still not a, have not exhaustively come to understand him right every time they circle his throne they find something new and amazing and more beautiful and more glorifying we'll spend all of eternity trying to fathom that we won't we'll continue to work and talk about the the redemption of mankind and it will take eons yeah, I don't think that we're. I'm. I'm not talking about like deification. Like we we become a deity. It, like right. No, I understand what you're saying. You're just saying yeah. that like we look over, look after, observe, maybe even simply observe uh, a second nature, a second uh, world. A a world where the you know with the um, the intent in how God created it with Adam. And even the garden, it would be a world like that where there there was no sin. Mm. So it's well, just so like we rewatch it without the fall. Well, I don't I don't know like a. I mean, maybe like not but a re- like rewatching, not in like a rewind, but in a, like in a right, right, yeah, time. yeah. Like we we join with Christ as co heirs. So there's this this idea that we you know we share in. We, we share in his death. We, we will share in his glory because of, of what he did. And so, and this, again, it's not, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to make it sound like we are going to be so important. I may. And so I'm just thinking like the, you know, the idea that like we would be in these positions of governance over a different creation, but, um, like we would still have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The patriarchs would still exist. They would still be known as the patriarchs. Like they would still be teaching us. Like it's not like a total starting over. It would be a continuation. Mm. Did you just fart, bro? No, I'm ru- I'm rubbing my leg and I'm I hit my chair. Oh, that's hilarious. I thought you were trying to sneak one out. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Um, I'm glad that my audio is picking up that well. Yeah, it's good we audio. It's great. With, uh, my audio. <laughs> it's uh, great. Good to know. Like if I do try to sneak one out today, yeah, yeah, I ain't getting away with it. Now, if I smell it, that'll be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those new headphones, those Apple headphones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, 
Man, I don't know. I don't I don't think so, right? So you're saying I don't think so Earth, either. Earth 2.0 has started. Right? Yeah, a maybe. Glorified state and there's these new humans being created out of not us. I mean, if anything it makes for a cool book, right? Like it makes for a kind of a cool story. Yeah. To, to tell like a be, I'd I'd watch that on TV starring Pedro Pascal. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's like, I just think they, of it's they, like, eternity is a, a long time. How yeah. do we know that God doesn't have uh, more plans that he absolutely hasn't revealed to anybody on earth? But we're supposed to focus on being like Christ. And we're supposed to focus on worshiping God. And so it's like, yeah. you know, how do we know that God's plan isn't, there's a continuation and there they there's a book, <laughs> there's a book written about, you know, this experience, this human experience, and, and the people learn about I don't know, man. It's just well, crazy. So they, they, they have a book and literature on this very thing in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> I love you, dude. I appreciate it. You got to keep me in check. I get it. <laughs> no, I get it. You're, you're speculating like, so have you seen The Good Place? Yeah. The TV show? Yeah. So when it's, they it's finally funny. get to eternity, they just keep living this this paradise to the point that they get bored with paradise right 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 and eventually they can step into the void or the 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 thing that erases them and they're yeah. annihilated into nothing wow. right and so they'll they'll talk about people going you know uh you know thirty thousand jeremy baramies or whatever the heck it's called uh -huh. right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. what they're yeah, right. yeah right that's this loop that spells yeah. out jeremy baramy um right and so you, you spend so much time they're able to actually track their time in eternity <laughs> it's such a stupid show right but it's based on the whole like idea of like good points versus bad points and then yeah um obviously it's dumbed down because nobody can be perfect right um, right but they they finally step into that void i don't think we would i don't think that's how i i would perceive the christian heaven that we would ever want to step out or oh away yeah no not at all from the glory of god right um but what we do there i mean i think it's going to be it's not like harps and sitting on clouds but like it's going to be work right. and fun like I'll be, to, be I'll be able to bro. paint I'll, I'll be able to paint perfectly to the perfect portion of my ability yeah right the ability i was given to paint i will be able to meet that ability perfectly um and that that, that in and of itself is beautiful yeah right? then I, then i get to manifest what god has already planned for me right? you I think you'll already know how to paint perfectly or you're going to continue to learn it you think you'll it'll be there'll be a pursuit of of learning it that and you'll be able to learn it perfectly <laughs> in order to do it perfectly you're in a glorified state. Yeah. So I think your talents are are perfected. Like super yeah. serum? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they're yeah. I think they're I, I would I would assume you're in a glorified state where your talents and your the the abilities God designed you to have are mm. fully you're fully capable of manifesting them. But now, you won't learning, be learning okay, learning yeah. on top of them, right? Adding to I think it's not so much as a as a as a learning process as it is um, 
performance, right? Painting one, then going and creating the next one, creating the next one, right? Playing a song. Yeah. Then manipulating a new song, manipulating the next song. In And here's the cool part, in community, right? Like where you're playing with somebody else. Yeah. For the glory of God. I'm yeah, just like a somebody. jam session in the city, in whatever the new the new Jerusalem looks like, right down in the middle, you know, people just starting up a jam session. In for, harmony. How yeah, beautiful would that Yeah, be? perfectly, perfectly sung the perfect song. It would always be the perfect song. It's like in a Lego, the Lego world. Everything is awesome. It's the perfect <laughs> song. Everybody loves it. It's just the only song that they know. It's like, it's great. Everybody loves this song. It's the perfect song. But it really, truly will be. Like every song. Oh, thanks for the hat, man. Uh, every song will be the perfect song. Yeah. You know, I can't wait, man. Like I just, is this where, was Paul 40 when he was writing about like being ready to, to, to go be with the Lord. Like, I feel like this is like, Technically, a, if you, if you actually wanted to take, take the, oh, let's Google that. I think Paul was actually in his sixties when he was in jail. Right. And he died pretty when early. He was writing in, but if you take that timeline backwards, he, he was pretty young when he started persecuting the church. He was very, zealous. yeah, he was, he was young. Uh, Cause he was, he was eight when Stephen was being stoned to death or 12. I think maybe 12. That sounds right. Yeah. So if he, he was 60 years old when he died, technically based on tradition and historical yeah. uh, alignment 60, yeah, around 64 AD. So he didn't even see the destruction of Jerusalem. No, no, he sure didn't. So date of birth was 5 AD. But people in his so generation he, would he have. He was literally was a contemporary of Jesus. He knew of the Nazarene, right? This mm. potentially could have been a thorn in his side, his entire upbringing within his pharisaical, which I'm making that word up, guys. That's not a real word. Um, his Pharisee training. Because, or at least, well, I guess he wouldn't have known that until, well, thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. He would have, um, people would have definitely still been talking about Jesus as he was born and coming up in the, in the church. Well, the but so, he, I mean, nothing in baptized, right? So until he was 30 years old. So. He actually probably didn't know anything about Jesus until he heard word of somebody performing miracles. All right, but they always heard word. There was tons of people claiming Wait. to be the Messiah and performing. I was going to say, um, Paul was after, Paul was, Stephen came as, if Paul was uh, not even a teenager yet when Stephen was stoned to death and Stephen uh, was after Jesus. So, so here, here it's saying um, he was born in 5 AD. Yeah, so he was born five years after Jesus died. So he would have heard of Jesus, but he would have heard it probably in, he would have probably heard it in contestment in the Jewish synagogues. as and And he would have, because if the high priest's job was to watch out for, these false messiahs and everything and be the judge over that they would have 
they would have used Jesus as, as an example at a minimum. Yeah, I think Paul of North is right. Jesus died in 33 AD, technically. Oh, okay. After death, we, we don't actually have the correct timeline on the AD, BC AD. Like, oh. hold on. Ooh, this is good. Because, well, again, Stephen was a disciple of Jesus, and Paul was not was barely of age when he was there holding the coats of Stephen, of the guys that were stoning Stephen. I love Google so much. It said this so matter-of-factly. Jesus died, therefore, on Friday, April 3rd, 33 AD, around 3 p.m., according to tradition. <laughs> Got you. So when was Paul born? They think 5 AD? Five, yeah, 5 AD. That doesn't make sense. Paul would have been... Paul would have been 28 when Jesus was crucified. That doesn't make sense. That make that makes more sense than 10 years old. But S Stephen this was a good. disciple after Christ, right? Find out Google when Stephen was a disciple. Cuz maybe maybe the stoning of Stephen happened while Jesus was still alive. No, it happened after. Are you sure? positive well then it has to be then paul what does it say in acts that paul's age was just see if see if you can google it how old was paul when stephen was stoned enhancing enhancing <laughs> give me that uh, plate number that is actually a common question asked saul was about 28 to 32 years old when Jesus was crucified? No, when he stoned Stephen. S Saul was? Mm -hmm. Where are you? I where are we at? Because all right, so yeah, Paul was potentially a, a leader within his own little group of Pharisees. But I thought I thought for sure he was a teenager when Stephen was stoned. I thought that's like, been like how how much have I been missed? Have I been mistaught? Like my whole I'm I'm having one of those moments where I'm like, doggone it! Did I fall into another stupid trap where somebody taught me something dumb and I've been thinking this my whole my whole life? Bro, I still don't put spoons in my fridge because of my parents. Oh, they lied to me. She, my mother, told me if you leave silverware silverware in your in the fridge, it'll poison the food. Oh, geez. And I, to this day, will never. <laughs> I've even thrown stuff away. What a waste. What a waste. So okay. I, I've actually never, like, thought about ages like this. And then ages correlated to dates and times. Yeah. So Stephen was fairly young. And I used to have this theory that Stephen was supposed to be Paul, right? But Paul is there to witness his martyrdom. And so God calls Paul to replace Stephen. Um, mm. Not that, well, I mean, God is sovereign. God, the, it worked out the way it was supposed to at all times. Um, but as if this was the devil's attempt to stop the spread of Christianity by stopping Stephen, well, God just uses the vessel that destroyed Stephen to then become the vessel to move yeah, Christianity. Right. Um, 
Okay, I found somebody giving an answer to this question here. This guy says, it's an interesting question and one that has caught the eye of commentators for a long time. Let's get the text of Acts 7.58 first. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Now, the term here is Neonius, used only in Acts in the New Testament. Uh, although none of these contexts gives much help for determining how youthful a Neonius might be, it is also used about 30 times in the Septuagint. However, as well as more widely, of course, uh, in the uh, LXX, it can sometimes simply refer to fighting men, uh, as in 2 Samuel 6.1 and 1 Kings 12. Um, R.J. Noling, not to be confused with J.K. Rowling, <laughs> same initials, uh, including included a pithy but helpful comment on this problem in the old expositor's Greek testament, including the observation that Josephus applies the term to Agrippa I when he was at least 40. Noling suggests the possible range for the term anywhere between 24 and 40, so roughly the boundaries suggested by OP's research. More recently, Craig Keener's massive Acts commentary reflects on the issue. He adds some consideration about the phases of life in both Roman and Jewish settings, all of which adds to the wooliness, not the clarity, of the lower and upper limits. Keener himself opts for a younger birth date for Saul. In any case, it appears that young man in Acts 758 uh, contrasts with old man on the broad scale of adult male life. The dates in the dates involved do not present a problem as they might appear to in our contemporary. So I guess that's just something that I've been taught that I have been wrongly understanding for a long time. The average lifespan during the first century was roughly uh, 55 years old, but there were undoubtedly individuals who lived well into their 80s and 90s. So yeah. being a young man could still be considered into your 30s. Um, Jesus was still considered young at 33. Um, the average life expectancy though at that time was 35 years old, however, this right. figure can be very misleading due to the high infant, infant mortality rate. Um, yeah, you know, people up until like the 1900s didn't name their kids until they were like two years old. Wait, what? Up until so like in, what did you say? <laughs> up until the 1900s here in America, people really didn't even name their kids because oh. up until about two years old, they because, didn't live. Oh yeah. Well, that makes sense. Honestly, you didn't make it. Um, it was very common. So you would actually have lots of kids. Um, oh, guys. So for everybody listening, Uncommon Union by um, Sarah Edwards is wonderful. Please go to YouTube and listen to the audiobook reenactment. Um, it's like an acting and reading at the same time. Uh, it's wonderful. Um, and what's beautiful about that is she's describing church in the 1700s mm. with Jonathan Edwards as a lead pastor and her as a pastor's wife. Mm. Um, and the same crap that we deal with today in the church was happening there. 
Oh yeah. In the 1700s and the 1720s. Dude, I, what's the name of this book? Nothing new under the sun. Yeah, that's true. Nothing. That's exactly what I was talking about with Solomon. I'm telling you, brother. Like, um, Uncommon Union by Sarah Edwards. It's about her. And uh, this is her, like, memoirs or whatever as a pastor's wife? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, her memoirs on uh, life with Edwards. Um, so I've been studying the Puritans. I've been trying to get real deep into the Puritans. Um, Uncommon Union. Hang on. I, I want to write this down. Because so I think good. I think my I think Rachel would be interested in it. So there was a common a common belief, right? Yeah. Um, that if you had a, your child on a particular day, is the day that you conceived that child nine months earlier, right? And Sarah gave birth to her first four kids on Sunday, and so people assumed that her and edwards were having sex on sundays and that was not a no-no oh wow <laughs> so so and people would you know you know obviously talk and like give her crap for it she was like oh well she blew that off also the type of music people believed that uh you shouldn't sing anything but the psalms um mm. and edwards oftentimes would let wesleyan music play in his church Right, because Wesley was a contemporary. Um, he actually enjoyed Wesley and uh, um, hymns. So, hmm. um, but it wasn't until Whitfield came and preached at Edwards Church um, in Northampton that uh, <laughs> that uh, he then wrote uh, "Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God." He it said uh, she said that uh, she looked over at Whit or looked over at Edwards. Um, while Whitfield was preaching and he was in tears. Oh, wow. And that was just like, just to hear this document, mm. like made me want to go write my own biography about things going <laughs> on in my life. Just so this yeah. can be remembered for the future. Uh, huh. It is, it is really, it is really well done. It's on YouTube. So, well, the content that we create is something that people, you know, have access to and, and should for, Hopefully many generations, you, you know, even, thousand? maybe that's right. Could be. All Probably. right, man, we're, uh, we're an hour in. You want to, uh, what are you thinking? Like, Wrap it up. Yeah, it sounds good. You want right. to do the, you want to do the gospel? I do appreciate that. I would love to, cause, um, I I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, man. Tired. No, I feel that I like keeping um, it an hour. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, since I've been studying Edwards and stuff, I would like to put a little twist on this, is that uh, at 18 years old, Edwards knew that he was called to uh, preach preach the gospel. Um, and one thing he wanted to remind himself was that to to have, his, have eternity imprinted on his eye, at the mm -hmm. forefront of his eye, that he would always focus and look to the future kingdom of God and that he lived a life that served that kingdom here um, and brought as many people to heaven as possible mm. um, and just kept that focus that everything else is uh, drew has said is just dust in the wind right everything is just vanity everything is a distraction and the only absolute you'll ever have in this world is christ and christ alone he is our redeemer he is our he is our atonement he is the propitiation for your sin. So um, 
give your life to Christ. I have eternity imprinted on your mind. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, just know that 2,000 years ago, Jesus lived, died, um, and gave, gave his life for uh, the world to be redeemed. Yeah. Right Through yeah. his death and resurrection, you, a sinner, can be saved. And you can be saved. And that is... Amazing, saved from yourself, saved from your sin, and that it isn't your sin that God looks at at the day of judgment, but he throws your sin as far as the east is from the west. He sees you wrapped and clothed in the righteousness of Christ. So I hope you can trust that. Amen. I like I like that you seem to bring it full circle with eternity. That was good. We are talking uh, about eternity. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Eternity, eternity in our eyes. Imprinted on your eyes. Yeah, that's that's how I want to live, man. And it, that's what gets me the most excited. Well, good stuff. All right, brother. Have a good night. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe if you want or don't. Uh, same on TikTok. We don't care. Whatever. We like having you. But, uh, you know, you don't have to do anything. Love you guys. God bless you. Have a great rest of your night. And uh, see you later.